And then one day, God said to me, you won't be sending other people's words much longer. <laughs> and that was the day I started writing my own, and I never sent anybody else's again. So today we have a special guest, Linda Fowler. Um, and so she is a writer and she's going to talk to us about um, the gateways to creativity. And so we want to have uh, Christ-centered conversations and just how God's working in her life and through her writing and maybe refining her or teaching other people or just to inspire other writers out there. Um, and this is our series um, titled Christian Artists, Writers and Musicians. And um, so maybe, Linda, you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, Alicia, thanks for having me to begin with. Absolutely. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming over. Yeah, no problem. Um, well, I, I have lived a good portion of my life already. I'm 60. And so I've had a few experiences. Um, <laughs> I came up in a business family. Never wanted to own a business because mm. I saw what happened from that. But wow. my husband convinced me how... Yeah. He came home one night telling me he had prayed. <laughs> that suckered me in. Yeah. But um, so we had a, an auto repair business for mm. three and a half years. And that was, it was interesting. It was fun. Um, I've got two boys and I have five grandkids. Oh, and wow. the grandkids don't live far from me. And one of them lives with me. And so they keep me pretty busy. Um and their ages, like their age span, they're the they're youngest. between ten and six. Yeah, so very active, <laughs> yeah. extremely active, and still need a lot of supervision. The ten year old's about to to uh, run off and get married in her mind. Oh and my goodness, <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't said that yet, but she's uh, kids. I think are just way advanced these years, but mm -hmm. but uh, that takes up a lot of my time. Um, I am a, a gardener, love animals. <laughs> and what animals do you have uh, at home? I've got I've got two dogs and a cat at home, and then we have a bunch of chickens. So, chickens. yes, we are chicken tenders. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When you say it that way, you're making I me kind of hungry. I just read that the other day, <laughs> and I thought, and I told my husband, I said, "We are, we are chicken tenders." <laughs> um, so we have lots of fresh eggs, and we like that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. All right, Linda, so how about the listeners, how about you give us a taste of some things that you've written? I know right now you're working on a devotional series, so how about you share a little bit of that with us? This devotional was written using Psalm 131, verse 1 from the NIV version, and 131, verses 2 through 3 from the CJB. Is your soul calm and quiet? During my years of working outside my home, I was always moved into a management position very quickly, eventually hiring in at that level. My dad was a businessman, and he taught me well. But with those positions came life issues such as stress, S-T-R-E-S-S, -S, Satan's weapon of the mind. My husband used to tell me that I thrived on stress and wouldn't know how to survive without it. When I see the contrast that comes with a calm soul, 
I know I would have destroyed myself if I hadn't learned to only carry the load to Jesus. I was never intended to carry the heavy loads, but it was a struggle to loosen my grip. The what-ifs, hows, whens, etc. just felt like something I was destined to bear. With practice, I have become much quicker to send it on to the Lord with peace in my heart because I know if he needs me to do something, he'll let me know. Otherwise, I need to just get out of his way and let him work. I've learned that I can live in the chaos with a calm soul because of who my daddy is. It's a continual choice as your world spins. Wear the problem or send it on to Jesus. He never has to guess which way to go. The future is clearer than glass to him. Are you stressed? Psalm 131 says, O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. No, I keep myself calm and quiet like a child on its mother's lap. I keep myself like a little child. Put your hope in Adonai, the Lord, from now on and forever. I used to take antidepressants. They have their usefulness for some. For me, learning to turn my thoughts to the triune God taught me what it feels like to truly have a calm and quiet soul most of the time. Do you need stress relief? What is your go-to to relax and regroup? The world will send you to use drugs and alcohol or worse. God gave us free will and also a dumping station, his cross. Go there often if you like to travel lightly. Yeah, no, that's great. And so the the majority of, of your time when you are writing, um, they, they, they can access this information on www.lindapaskfowler.com, Linda Pask Fowler. Right. So <laughs> listeners just tuning in, like that's where you guys can go. And, and, and what are you writing predominantly on that site? Um, it is a daily devotional, mm-hmm. um, Christian-oriented. And uh, what I write about each day varies. I, I try to sit quietly and listen for what God is directing me to. Wow. And then I try to write on that subject. And I find often it falls into a category that um, someone that I'm mentoring has, has been through. Mm-hmm. And lots of other people can really relate to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but mostly about... Uh, how life today is and how you can live out your Christian life in this world the way it is. The way it is. <laughs> You're implying some things there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> and Either every generation broken. says that. You know, yes. Every generation says, oh, you know, the, the good times are gone. Mm-hmm. But we can look around and see that we are definitely living out that last chapter of the book. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. It's true. And... One thing, and we'll talk more about your your process here soon, but one thing that I really appreciate is that you sit at your your desk and then your computer the morning of, and then it's sent like hot off the press, where there are other writers who, you know, maybe they've written a lot of stuff 
and they they kind of front load it and in their creative process and then they save it and schedule it to be you know sent out at certain times on certain days and it's a weekly thing or a, a daily thing at a certain time but you have the discipline of no, every day I want to be sensitive to the spirit. I'm going to get up and write. I want to be. Yes. And I appreciate that. I yeah. do have to say, though, I, I took a mm. job during the winter. And during that time, I was I would get up, but I just was so tired I couldn't focus. Mm. So I would go back and pull old ones out and, mm-hmm. and resend them. Yeah. Um, but so I haven't done it every single day. Mm-hmm. But... As a majority, yeah, it, it, I get up at three thirty normally, and y- if I don't have my story started by five, I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no. So, just to affirm your discipline in that and the faithfulness, and and we all fall short. It doesn't matter what <laughs> what we've what task or or the people we you know we've been given to shepherd or what task we've been given to to attend to. We all fall short mm-hmm. in that, and. I just really appreciate that because you're, you're taking it seriously. You don't want to waste a moment. Oh, yeah, I have. Like when I'm on vacation and things like that, and people will say, oh, God will understand if you skip today. And I'm uh, like, oh. <laughs> uh, no, he will not because he does not skip a day. Mm. It doesn't matter what's going on. He doesn't skip a day, and he won't understand. But I have been disciplined for a little over a year now since um, middle of May, I think, mm-hmm. to make sure it is sent out every morning before seven o'clock, regardless of whether I just wrote it or I had to go grab it from somewhere, it gets sent out. I've not, I almost missed a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One day I got a message from somebody who's, uh. who's asked if I was okay. And that day I was at the hospital oh. making a life and death decision on my godson. Mm. And I said, well, why, why are you asking me that? And she said, because I haven't got my message yet. Mm. <laughs> and that, but other than that, uh, every day the message has been out, and and I don't, I don't ever consider taking the day off, even if I'm not feeling well. I get up and I make sure that message goes out, and then I go back to bed. <laughs> and it's and it's and I appreciate that. It's it's not um, it's not a martyr syndrome. It, right, and it's, it's just it's, a devotion. I mean, my yes. devotion to mm-hmm. doing what God has called me to do. He's made it very obvious that this is, was where He was putting me, and I want to give Him my best mm-hmm. every day. It doesn't well, happen every day, but yeah. I, I want to. <laughs> and when you say it, you know, it's become quite obvious. Are you saying there was a time when it it wasn't obvious or it wasn't clear? You weren't sure, and then He just kind of like, hey sit down. Uh, This is what we need to do. I always knew that I had to write from the time I was a child. My mother used to say I'd get grounded on purpose so (laughs) I could tell people I couldn't come out to play because I want to stay in my room and read and write. (laughs) But you sound like a dream kid. Can I just say that? (laughs) Oh, you just want to sit and write in your room? Great. (laughs) I'm not sure if she saw it that way. She said I had to quit, quit grounding you so you had to tell people yourself <laughs> so <laughs> but I always knew that writing was my passion and I've had several things that experts have looked at and said oh this is great you just need to tweak it do this with it and get it published and I n- never completed mm. anything I just have all these things I started writing courses that I I took oh, first wow. one I got to my fourth assignment couldn't make the next payment so they mm. cut me off 
20 years later, I went back, paid it in full, got to the fourth assignment, and didn't have the time. Oh, <laughs> wow. And uh, then I tried again and almost got to the end. But <clears throat> since that time, God has just moved me on my own with it. But I never was able to. I, I wrote a lot of true fiction, I like to say. <laughs> it was truth but written from a, a fictional position or a third-person mm-hmm. position. And I remember a friend asked me one time, um, what, what do you like to write? And I said, well, I like to write truth, but I don't like to do research. <laughs> I hate research. And she said, oh, okay, well. So I had all these things that I had written and never did anything with. And then um, I was mentoring a girl at church, and through the devotionals that I was reading each day, I started, she was jealous that she didn't have this one book. So I would take a picture of the devotional for the day and I'd send it out to her. And Mm. it just kind of became a habit. And then she started sending it to a couple other people. And I started sending it to some more people. And I had a list going. And then one day, (laughs) God said to me, you won't be sending other people's words much longer. That's so good. <laughs> and that was the day I started writing my own, and I never sent anybody else's again. That is from, so From good. that time on, it was was all stuff that he gave to me. And I, I like to think it's his words, but through my personality. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I I really appreciate several things about, about what you just said, that it really is a journey. And... Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. We'll talk more about this, you know, as, as time passes in, in today's episode. But one of the things that I think is so common today is that there are a lot of people out there, maybe they're writers or what, whatever they're doing in their project or creative medium is, right. you know, they'll say you need to, you know, get subscribers to an email list. You need to do this. You need to do that. But before all of that, and, and even if that's going to be in your sight at all and, and you want to go that route, the Lord was creating a list mm-hmm. for you. And they're like, hey, I want to send me that devotional. I'd like to get that too. And and I know you sent stuff um, to me and plenty of other people via Facebook Messenger each morning. Like I'll get that message every morning and right. and can read your devotional that you've written that day. And um, like that's that's already your emailing list. And I think... And I, I, I don't know, I think there's times where we make a formula out of the way we think God's going to move. <laughs> Not that maybe you have, but but as a culture in general we, right we now. Do, we, you know, we, we do expect certain things and mm-hmm. it's it never happens the way we think. Mm-hmm. It never comes close to what we think. Yeah. I would have never pictured myself as a devotional writer. Yeah. In fact, you know, you go back 30 years so years you'll find me on the floor looking for cocaine. Mm. So to come from from that Amen. point God's, to yeah. to being used as someone that people, for some odd reason, look to for, <laughs> yeah. for advice and for help to pull them along, it, it just seems really, you know, God really uses the broken people. He's That's looking so for good. the broken people. Just say, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, the willing and unqualified. Right. There's he times will there's qualify. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there's so many times like in my creative process, um, whether it's like writing, but more so, you know, music and to be honest, I dabble in a lot of things. We're on a podcast right now, right? You know, yep. this is me dabbling, <laughs> right? Um 
there's, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not qualified. I mm-hmm. don't know what I'm doing. I don't, but I'm so willing Mm -hmm. and it's, and you can't hold it back. It's, you can try to stifle that, whether it's a creativity or an idea or this, that, or the other, but when it's from the Lord, it's a calling. Right. And I might not be making a career out of the things that I do creatively, but it's a calling. Right. And it's something we're entrusted with and it's this holy sacred thing to us and it's between Mm -hmm. us and God. And then we get to share that with other people. Um, but it really is between us and God and it right. is that beautiful. I know through my creative process, he's, he's, he's refining me. Yep, exactly. The words that I write, he's saying to me first, mm-hmm. you know, th- this is the message to me and first thing and in the then morning, share right? It. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Take this in Linda and share it. <laughs> and I really appreciate that. Cause even in, um, is it, is it in Proverbs where, yeah, it's talking of, I think about wisdom, um, you yes. know, calling oh, at the yes. city gates, right? Yes. And and I just got, you know, I'm I'm just picturing you with Linda waking up at the crack of dawn because the Lord is waking you up saying, Hey, I got something to say to you and then use your megaphone to the people and I need you to shout this from the rooftops mm-hmm. because you right. know, scripture's talking about, you know, pursue wisdom, pursue her and listen for her. You know, right. um I, I almost wrote on that the other day ah! that, that wisdom <laughs> is I don't want to say a person, but a, a living, moving being, mm-hmm. because it, it, wisdom is always referred to as, you know, um, get wisdom, you know, not you are wise, but you you uh, get wisdom. Wisdom yeah. comes to live with you. And, mm. and so I, I picture wisdom more like the spirit and, you know, as a yeah. not just, you know, you're going to be wise if you do this and and listen to that person and do all these other things but you pursue wisdom you catch her mm-hmm. you grab a hold of her and bring her to live with you and, and yeah. i think that's what what he means by that yeah <laughs> and scripture personifies wisdom as a her right to you yes. know to 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 build off of that so yes yeah that's in <laughs> and we go we go to neighborhood church together yes. <laughs> right so and and so we're learning about wisdom mm-hmm. and pursuing her and pursuing wisdom. And, and so we're the summer through the Proverbs. And so right. I know we're both benefiting from that. It's just really good. Um, yeah, just a little, it, you know, I know it's, I understand, I don't mean to sound disrespectful, but it's to me, you know, reading Proverbs, it's like getting your little fortune cookie, right? <laughs> and, you know, in our, in our, one of our pastors, right. Nate talks about, you know, it's, it's like a, proverb is like a jolly rancher you want to savor it you you can't bite down on it and and then consume it description too (laughs) but yeah just savor it and let it let it sit there yes and that's so true that it packs a lot of punch Mm -hmm. (laughs) with each line it does i i'm an underliner (laughs) Ah. and as i go back through (laughs) the same sections over and over I'll, i'll i try to use different colors because different parts stand out to me at different points in my in my life the living yeah. word. Yeah. So, you know, it might be colored purple here, but then it might be green over there. And <laughs> and all of a sudden here comes some red. You know? And then you have a <laughs> rainbow, right? Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. And it's all different ways that the same verses touched me at different times. That's so good. And I think going on a bit of a tangent, but just the Bible's accused of 
you know, being outdated, no longer relevant or applicable or, um, you know, it's old or like, aren't you tired? I mean, it's the same thing over and over again. He's never calm. What makes you think he's going to calm? And yeah, yeah, but you're like, actually in each season, it has a different color for me. Mm -hmm. I'm underlining that. So it does. (laughs) It's true. One thing I wanted to go back, um, to something you said, um, kind of we were talking about you, you try to take some courses and it just hasn't worked out whether right. because of financial um, situations or time and and families and there's it sounds like there's a lot going on with that with family that's mm, happened in always. the last year <laughs> yeah always right um and so one you know one of my questions was like have you received any like training or education or degrees you know because here's the qualified mm. they want to know are you qualified to right. do this? And most cases, you know, as Christians, we're like, no, we're not. But the Lord called us to this. But right. Can you speak to that a little more? Yeah, I, I never I didn't complete the courses, so I never got the diplomas. I never got the promised publication or mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. Um, but I've always known I was a writer. I've had people that I had a professor that was teaching me a different course one time and I asked him if he would look at something I had written and he did and he sent back to me he says you know I expected to just read it over and tell you yeah good Mm. job keep it Mm. up like I do with everybody he says but you blew me away so it's affirmation is I get affirmation from a lot of people and I've started to get affirmation from a mentor of mine Mm -hmm. and when she comes back and tells me how much she likes what I wrote, then, you know, I I know that I'm doing what's pleasing God because people are growing. People are, there's fruit, are seeking out the the family, seeking out the body of God. And, and they come back and tell me all the time. So no, I don't have diplomas to show you. I don't have pieces of paper that say (laughs) she did this and she did that. And no, I, I just, just yeah. ride with God. <laughs> and and I think that is the the path for some people. Some people, um, their career is also part of their calling or however you want to word it, right? And I think some people are on those tracks, but I'm definitely someone who's not, I don't have like a music education background. I mean, I played, I played an instrument in high school and those things, but I'm like, when I'm writing songs or there's that creative process for me, I'm do I really know what I'm doing? And a research can be, like you said, it's difficult or it can be boring or it's it's whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But, you know, so you glean information and advice and, and quote unquote formulas for success or whatever on the way. But really, it's this creative journey. And I think mm-hmm. it's OK to let go. And even when you, you said about the research again, it just don't ever tell God you don't want to do something. Because don't think you can write a daily devotional without doing your research. It may all be done in one book, but you will do your research to write. So he he came back and showed me that, you know, maybe that's what you think. But I have a different plan, and that's what he always does to me. (laughs) 